Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. The old king. The king of kings. Thursday here on NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. I am your host, Big Jim. In just a minute, we're going to bring in our co-host, Ryan, and we're going to talk pro wrestling with you guys for a couple of hours. How about how does that sound? Sound pretty good for a Thursday night here. And uh, we want to welcome you in. Again, NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. You can follow us along, obviously, if you're listening in live uh, here on channel number two. Uh, you can find all of our shows on Spreaker by searching NGSC here on the website, NGSCSports.com, by looking at Player 2, which is what this show is on, or Player 1. If you want to find our show, subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Search NGSC Sports Radio and the number 2 uh, for this uh, set of shows. And I'm in uh, NGSC Sports Radio for the other set of shows from Channel 1. Uh, again, we're we're three count Thursday. We bring you two hours of pro wrestling radio each and every Thursday night. You can follow us on Twitter at three count Thursday. And when we're talking about our social media sites, it's always the number three, and then the words count Thursday. So at three count Thursday on Twitter, you can tweet us during the show. Facebook.com slash three count Thursday, Instagram.com slash three count Thursday, uh, and we're going to bring in our co-host Ryan. Ryan, welcome into the show. Big Jim, how are you, fella? Dude, I am doing really good. It is good to be back live. I, you know, doing the uh, recorded thing last week was different. It was interesting, uh, but after a few weeks off from the holidays, uh, it feels good to be back live. It absolutely does. Yeah, and I feel like I've got a lot to say today. I, I don't think it's all going to be good. Um, I'm. I, I was not aware that you were going to lead in with with Triple H's theme music today, because uh, anybody 
that that's in the IWC that's listening to this can't be can't be pleased that that you chose to go with the Triple H theme today. Well, right. The, uh, the you, you know theme. me. You know me. And for anybody that's kind of followed along with our show knows that I'm a heel guy. I'm hashtag you heel, dude. I am hashtag heel. I'm not afraid to admit it. And uh, so I, I figured, you know, the authority's back. It's a new year. Some say it's the same, you know, it's like it's the same year. But I say it's a new it year. It is. And um, we have plenty to talk about. Before we jump into Raw, before we jump into all of that stuff, if anybody wants to call in, sound off, get, get, get some opinions off your chest, you can do it. You can, you can talk to us. We're here and the phone lines are open. The number is 724-444-7444. I know it's a lot of fours, but just hang with me. 724-444-7444. And uh, you have to enter a call ID that is 136-117 and then the pound sign. And then you'll have to follow a prompt that'll get you get you right in here to talk to Ryan and myself. Uh, we have our stack guy Matt. I think Matt is uh, is with us. He has, he hasn't tweeted me, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. But uh, hopefully Matt is with us tonight, and um, we'll, we'll we'll keep us honest at least. That's that's what uh, that's what he does around here, and, and we're glad to have him. But Ryan, before we jump into all the raw stuff, something I put out on the Facebook page in Facebook.com/slash Three Count Thursday. Um, we often talk about the stuff that we buy on the, the WWE shop. Uh, I just got my newest order today. We'll talk about that here in just a second. They released a, a few new items this week. One of them is a new Roman Reigns Believe That t-shirt. Did you see the new shirt, Ryan? Dude, that shirt is heinous. I don't know, and I actually just hopped on Twitter, uh, so I'm gonna be, I don't know if you're on Twitter or not tonight, James, as well, but uh, just hopped on the Three Count Thursday at Three Count Thursday Twitter, and it's actually the last picture that we uploaded was, I, I think you had sent it, or maybe even Matt said it, I'm not sure who sent it out, um, but just just the awful, awful Roman Reigns t-shirt with the Superman punch on the front of it. Oh, just awful. It's so cartoony. It, it's disgusting. And, and for, you know, anybody that thinks that, that Roman Reigns is going to be any different than the Samoan John Cena, you're kidding yourself. You're truly kidding yourself because, you know, the, the way, the way that, uh, that this shirt is, the way his promos are, um, it, 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 it's so cheesy. But, but there's people that are buying into it. They're, they're saying that they think, Roman Reigns is the best guy coming out of the shield. And I, I'm just sitting there going, you have to be kidding me. You, you really have to be kidding me. Does he have potential? Absolutely. You know, he, he's still pretty young. But to say that, that he's better than Ambrose and Rollins, people saying that, that, that Rollins is the worst out of the guys coming out of the shield is, is, is mind-blowing. But, but, yeah, I saw that shirt, and, I, and I, just, I just wanted to barf. I really did. I just wanted to barf. But Ryan, um, a couple things I bought uh, in the last couple weeks since we have uh, since we have last talked. I got the um, the new Brock Lesnar shirt. I got the orange Ryback shirt, uh, and then today came the new Randy Orton shirt, the Venom in my in my veins uh, shirt, and also um, the Kevin Owens NXT shirt. And then I also picked up some JR's uh, 
chipotle ketchup i i'm i'm still i still have some of the mustard left from my initial order of it so i decided to try the ketchup the ketchup's great um just like the the main event mustard is great but but i have four new shirts added to the collection um i still need i still want to get the finn balor shirt um but uh, that'll be on the next order uh probably in the, in the next couple of weeks have you uh have you bought anything new on the shop lately ryan dude, dude how hasn't your wife divorced you yet it's it's my money. We we get uh, I get I get an I get an allowance and I spend it on the wrestling stuff. So okay, okay, know, it okay. is it is what it is. Sure, sure, sure. No, that's that's uh <laughs> that's understandable. Um, uh, James, I I don't know the last time. I, I know we didn't talk about it last time, um, but I, I'm not sure which ones came in. But I picked up. I know two more of the Hulk Hogan ones, um, off the sales site uh, before before they disappeared. And I have to tell you, issue with the one shirt, the logo was, I mean, totally crooked. I mean, visibly, you put it on, and, and it says, I think, Hulk Power, Python Power, whatever it was, was, was running almost up and down. It was bad. Um, oh. Called up the WWE merch hotline number, the 1-800-Customer Service. The guy had my count credited back that amount within, like, 13 minutes. Uh, wow. The phone call was about five minutes long. He's like, hey, I'm really sorry, upset. Um, unfortunately, we're out of stock on the size you have. I could send you another shirt. And I said, you know, there's really, I've been loading up on a few of them myself. Not that I really want right now. He's like, even if it's more money. And I'm like, I feel almost wrong doing that. Can I just get the, uh, the money refunded? Do I have to send the shirt back? He's like, dude, our mistake keep the money, here's the money back, keep the shirt, you use it as a shop rag, whatever. And obviously, I, I probably would never wear it, it's that bad. You know, but but for them to just take care of it that quickly, I was astonished how well their uh, their customer service was. Uh, and being somebody that works in the customer service field himself, you know, it, it blew me away how, how well they just kind of took care of it for you. Hey, here's the money, our apologies. Uh, and then I got an email, I think, a couple of days later saying the same thing. Hey, sorry you had a bad incident with one of our shirts. So fantastic customer service from this from this guy. So if you get something that you're not pleased with, you know, call them up. They're going to take care of you. And and the price is, again, they do the, the buy one, get one free. I think last Monday uh, on, on the pre-show on the network it was a buy one, get one free promo. Uh, I think the normal promo was 30% off everything. So, uh, man, they just, I can't speak highly enough of the WWE shop. And, again, you're getting a quality shirt for a decent good price. Um, and, 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 honestly, just within the last year alone, I, I never really was a huge wrestling T-shirt fan up until we started doing the show. And, and honestly, Jim, you uh, influenced me negatively this way. <laughs> Um, I'll, dude, I, I, I'll, I'll I just, take the blame on that one. You, you, you damn right you will. <laughs> I just, I just caught up on all of my laundry. Jim, I have thirty-three wrestling T-shirts in a freaking year I bought. Oh, wow, thirty-three. Yeah, uh, I don't have room for that shit in my closet. Uh, you gotta clear some old stuff out, dude. That's what I did. Like I said, a year ago, I had to clear uh, some damn work shirts out. Yeah, I, about a year ago, I had. <laughs> I want to say, you know, I in my dresser I have like four four drawers 
that I have committed to, to T-shirts, all the different T-shirts I wear. I'm fortunate enough to work in an industry where I can wear T-shirts and baseball hats and, and that all day. So I don't, I, don't, I, I don't need to have, like, dress clothes. I can wear T-shirts every day. So I have four drawers that, that are committed to T-shirts, and inside the drawer I can stack about – I can stack three stacks of five, uh, five or six. And, and, and a year ago I had two stacks of wrestling shirts. I now have three full drawers of wrestling shirts and then another drawer with uh, one stack. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm getting near 50. I haven't done a, I haven't done a hard wow. on my, on the shirts and that, you know, that's, that's about 45 in a year, I'd say in, in the last year. It, it's, it's crazy. I, I mean, it's almost gotten to the point where like I've pretty much almost ordered all the shirts on the site that I want. So now it's all a matter of like if a new shirt they release, or if I go to sites like barbershop window or pro wrestling um, places like that, because otherwise, you know, I, I've pretty much expelled everything on the, on the WWE shop. But yeah, to, to what you were saying, Ryan, th- their customer service is awesome. Like I, I know one time I had ordered three shirts, when, when my package came, there was only two in there. So I, I called them right away, and I, and I read off my order, and I said, you know, look, I, I don't remember which shirt it was, but I said, you know, this shirt isn't here. And they said, okay, cool, you know, we'll send that out right away. Um, is there another shirt that you want? I said, yeah, but, I mean, I want the shirt. that He said, no, no, we're going to send you that one and an extra one. So I, I told them, and, and I said, full price? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So I told them another full price shirt, and they sent me the one that they had forgotten, and um, then then an extra shirt. So I ended up getting four shirts for the price of three, and I think I had already um, I had already done a, a discount thing. So it, it's really cool. They they really do a fantastic job uh, making sure that the customer is happy. Um, and Ryan, one more bit of news. This actually broke today. Before we jump into the raw recap from this past week and get into uh, some of the stuff from this past week, uh, the WWE obviously, as we talked about last week, Jay, uh, Jerry the King Lawler had been hospitalized with uh, some diverticulitis, uh, was going to be replaced on Raw by Booker T. Uh, the WWE today has actually announced new announced teams. Did you see this at all? No, Jim, I did not see this. I. Uh... I don't know how that one must have slipped under the radar for me. Yeah, it came out, uh, I want to say, about middle of the afternoon. Um, they, the WWE announced as SmackDown next week premieres on Thursday nights. Obviously, TNA Impact did a live show last night, but starting next week, they moved to Friday. SmackDown is moving to Thursday, NXT moving to Wednesday, which I actually really enjoy because you and I can watch NXT and, and talk about it each and every week. So I, in, instead of talking over it like we do every week uh, currently, but uh, SmackDown moving to Thursday. So what they're doing um, on Raw, Michael Cole and JBL will now be joined each and every week by Booker T. So Booker T will no longer be on the Raw pre-show. He will be part of the announced team uh, on Monday Night Raw on SmackDown. Uh, newcomer Byron Saxton, who you see each and every week on the Raw pre-show and on the uh, 
uh, pay-per-view pre-shows as well. Uh, and Jerry the King Lawler is moving to SmackDown. And then uh, Michael Cole, JBL, and Jerry Lawler will continue to call action during the pay-per-view event. So a little bit of shifting. The really only, only people that are being added are Booker T and Byron Saxon, but they're on separate shows. Um, so as we, you know, we can kind of process this, but we'll talk a little bit more about the commentary when we talk about Raw. But uh, so Jerry Lawler moving to SmackDown with Byron Saxton and uh, and Booker T joining the Monday Night announced crew. Uh, Ryan, what, what do you think about this? Uh, so so it's going to be Michael Cole, Booker T, JBL for yeah, Raw. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um, anything with JBL still commentating is the wrong call. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the truth. Uh, somebody had to say it. Um, man, a Raw without the King, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, other than his, his little heart attack thingy and, and this past couple weeks, you know, again, I grew grew up a lot in the Attitude Era when it was it was JR and the King calling a lot of stuff. So it's going to be kind of, it's going to be different not hearing the King. Not that he's as great as he was then either. You know, his jokes have gotten cornier. Um, he's been toned down a lot with, with the puppies and everything like that. So so he has been limited to what he can do anymore. But uh, uh, it's kind of a shame. A good, a good luck. It's less travel, I think, for the SmackDown shows. So probably for him, it probably is healthier. A, a smarter move for him, yeah. But, uh, uh I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be tuning in to necessarily SmackDown just to hear the King and Byron Saxon. I have no problem with him. He does some commentation on uh, on NXT as well, and and you know I'm a big NXT fan. So that yeah. welcome to the show, I guess. Yeah, Byron Saxon's good. Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't even a huge fan of Booker T this past week, but he he's been good in the past. So maybe he just kind of has to get. Back up to speed, but Ryan, I agree with you that uh, uh, anything with JBL is wrong. You know, I'd, I'd actually almost prefer, um, I can't think of his real name, but uh, the, the Prince Albert, uh, Lord Tensai, um, for him to, uh, to to do commentary or um, even like the big show the other week when he was on commentary during Raw for one match, did a very, very good job. But uh before we jump into Raw here, we do have a call. It is also a Pennsylvania number. Uh, let us know who you are, where you're calling from. Uh, oh, they hung up. Now they, I was ready to bring them in, and they hung up. Maybe they got a little nervous, whatever. Uh, if, uh, if you're still listening, 724-444-7444. Call ID 136-117 in the pound sign. Uh, that'll get you in. Um, we'll take calls. Uh, throughout the night. If you do call, just hang on the line. We want to finish the, the uh, thought and the, the train of thought that we're on, but we will get to you. Uh, like I said, just make sure that you uh, um, that you just hang on and uh, we will get to you. So, Ryan, uh, as Raw started off this week, of course, the um, of course, the storyline coming out of last week going into this week was uh, John Cena bringing the authority back. Um, so, you know, I, I pretty much expected the authority to 
um, open the show with a promo. I, I, I was just ready to hear Triple H's music like, like we kicked off the show tonight, uh, and that didn't happen. All the wrestlers were in the ring uh, when, the, um, when the show came on the air. Cena had a mic. Uh, of course, fans booing him out of the building. Um, the Cena apologizing to the fans, apologizing to the WWE um, for bringing the authority back. Uh, saying how saving Edge was more important than um, than keeping the uh, the authority out of power. Uh, Triple H music interrupts. He came out. Uh, he came out onto the stage with uh, with Stephanie, um, and uh, talk, you know, try you know, cutting a promo a little bit. They bring out Seth Rollins, and um, and uh, Triple H announced that the match at uh, Royal Rumble is now, instead of going to be Cena versus Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, it is now a triple threat match for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So a little bit intriguing there, um, Ryan. And and then they announced that uh, Bad News Barrett will take on Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship because, you know, it's uh, Bad News Barrett never had the chance, uh, never lost the belt um, to him and, uh, so he gets his chance. But Ryan, what do you think about uh, them changing the uh, changing the title match to a uh, to a triple threat? Honestly, that was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't think it's going to change the outcome of the match at all from from what had already been determined. Again, I'm not really sure where they're going to go with it uh, at at the Rumble, but. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe we can see him in the match and then him cash in again right away. If You know what I mean? It kind of gives Seth Rollins the, the chance to lose twice almost. Or I, I don't want to say lose, but not win the main event, but then cash in right away and and and, and, and gain the title maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, a lot of it's going to really play into – when the WWE or, or when Seth Rollins decides he wants to cash in his briefcase. So an interesting little fold um, to start off for all that they add to the Royal Rumble match. Or the, yeah, the, I mean, the, the main event at Royal Rumble, not the, not the Royal Rumble match itself. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, what I think is really intriguing about it is, is obviously uh, the IWC immediately began groaning, well, this will be the perfect opportunity for John Cena to lose the match but not take the pin. But the way I look at it is this, is, you know, what happens if, uh, you know, say, you know, Rollins is ready to win the match and, and you know, Cena interrupts the count and then, uh, you know, it gives the AA to Brock Lesnar uh, for the win. Brock Lesnar is kind of out of it. And Cena standing tall. Rollins attacks him with the briefcase, cashes it in, and Rollins becomes a new champion. And then he heads towards WrestleMania uh, with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Talk about a swerve. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, everybody kind of assuming at this point, uh, and, and I guess as of the, the plans now is, um, is uh, you know, Reigns to, to be the guy at WrestleMania. But how much more intriguing would it be to see Reigns versus Rollins? 
Or, you know, because then are they definitely going to have... That, that wouldn't would would be intriguing. Right. Are they definitely going to have Seth Rollins lose because he's been on such a climb in the, in the in the last calendar year? Obviously, the Shield Brotherhood coming into play. Like, there's, there's so much more intriguing because then, too, and I know that this point was made um, uh, on uh, Jim Ross's podcast this week when I was listening to him, was that, uh, you know, then you could have Brock Lesnar, you know, because, you know, all signs point, are pointing towards Brock Lesnar probably not re-signing with the WWE when his contract runs up shortly after WrestleMania. So, uh, you know, how about having him put over a young guy at WrestleMania this year, uh, Cesaro, or, or, or even maybe somebody coming out of NXT? Because, again, you still have that... Uh, you know, you have the guy who beat the Undertaker. You have the one behind the twenty-one and one. Oh my God! So, Can you hear the groans of that, Jim? Though <laughs> this guy, the part timer who we've seen wrestle seven times in two years, beats the Undertaker, wrestles another three times, and then walks out of the WWE forever. Can you oh, hear was... the bitch? Because people aren't going to understand when he puts over that younger wrestler. Right. What it does to, let's just say it's a Seth Rollins. What it does to Seth Rollins, beat the guy, that beat the Undertaker. Right. Like, like that is so much momentum, more than just Seth Rollins beating the Undertaker himself, which I couldn't ever see happening. Like, I couldn't see Seth Rollins beating the Undertaker at a WrestleMania. I could see a Seth Rollins pulling an upset and beating a Brock Lesnar, though. Like, as, uh, as much as I hated the way the Undertaker thing went down, it's making more and more sense looking back on it. And I get hindsight being twenty twenty, But but it right. seems like, hey, this, this might not be the worst idea the WWE has ever done. Right. I mean, it, it, could, be, it could be a really, really interesting uh, t- uh, turn of events uh, as you head towards um, WrestleMania coming out of the Royal Rumble. Like I, I just, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. But I agree with you, Ryan. So many people would would just be groaning about, you know, about Lesnar walking away. Even though for those people, the people that aren't Brock Lesnar guys, you know, uh, they've been clamoring for him to leave. But when he does leave, they're going to bitch about him leaving. Like for for the people that have such a big issue with Brock Lesnar, nothing he can do and nothing that he will do is going to make them happy. So you know, I, I've enjoyed Brock being back. Uh, I think the gap from Night of Champions till now has been a little, maybe a little bit too long. I think maybe he should have came back at the Survivor Series. He finally series. said it. He said it. Uh, yeah, it, it has it has been a little bit too long, but I I still enjoyed what they've done because. In a time where championships, and at times even the WWE championship, has become less important because you know it goes from Cena to to X to back to Cena to Y back to Cena to Z, like you know that no matter who's holding the belt, it's going to go back to John Cena. And that's well, the way it's, it's going to be that way till Cena's out, though. But is it though? I mean, we're talking about. I mean, yeah, he lost it. You know, he got it coming out of the whole Daniel Bryan situation, but it led to Brock Lesnar. But I, you're looking at a situation where Roman Reigns could win it. Uh, Daniel Bryan could win it. 
Uh, you know, you got Seth Rollins at the Money in the Bank you briefcase. You don't see it bouncing back to Cena, though. I mean, it has to. The guy is money. To? He's money. I I don't know if it does have to. Uh, he, um, you can't you can't put him on a level of of, a, of an Undertaker, where just the Undertaker itself is a draw because I don't think John Cena himself is going to be enough of a draw to eleven ten year old girls and boys who want to buy that merchandise. You have to I think have him be the champion. Not that people are going to stop make a wishing him. But but I don't think you can put him on the level of of a you know bring Sting in for a match and that sell tickets or bring Undertaker in for WrestleMania and that putting asses in seats. I don't know if John Cena and maybe I'm being naive, Jim, but I think Bell would have to go back to him. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I I really understand it, and I would hope it's true, but I think when it comes down to dollars and cents financially, it makes sense for John Cena to be that number one guy, and to be the number one guy, you have to have the strap. Yeah, I mean, at some point, it's going to go back to Cena. It really is, because, well, sure. you know, he he's sitting there, you know, I think at, uh, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, he's sitting at 15 um, title wins. So, you know, they're going to get him to 16, because that, you know, that's the big number. They'll probably even get him to 17. But I don't think you're in a situation anymore where it automatically has to fall back to him by default because, you know, he's not, he's not getting any younger. Uh, and, and obviously I'll be the, I'll, I'll say it before any of you can, uh, you, he's on the you. wrong side of 30. He's, he's well on the wrong side of 30. Um, you know, he, he's kind of started to transition into some movie career. Um, so, so I don't think you're going to necessarily see, you know, this, this automatic fallback to Cena, especially if Daniel Bryan can stay healthy and you have all the guys from the Shield, and if Sandow gets a push, you know, and, and Ziggler, you know, because Ziggler is going to be back, you know, I think you might be seeing a transition. You have all these NXT guys, and I think you are going to start to see a point where Triple H gets a little bit more control over um, over the creative on on Raw. I mean, he's been running NXT and doing a brilliant job, but, you know, if, if, if he can uh, run Raw then I, I think there's going to be a bit of, uh, of more transition to some, of these, uh, this, to some of these younger guys. It doesn't have to automatically fall back uh, to, uh, to John Cena. Jim, I, I hope you're right, and I hope you're right especially about the, the Triple H thing. Um, because out of, outside of this opening segment, I don't have a lot good to say about Raw that we're going to be covering here in the next 30 to 45 minutes to cover the Raw segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, just before we came on the air, I was sitting down and was going over uh, my Roku with some people. And then I put on NXT R Evolution, not to watch it, but just to kind of show them something and something that I hope would catch their attention because it was fantastic the whole show. That was the whole freaking pay-per-view again of our evolution. Uh, so and, and, good. and just, it's just so good that that Sami Zayn match at the end of, of, of our evolution, where he finally wins the title. I, I cannot speak enough of how good that show truly was. And then make anybody understand like, 
on screen, I get Triple H is this bad guy. And and and, and, I, and, he, and he plays it off so well. And when I see people bitching on Twitter that, that this is bad, you know, then I hate, I hate, you know, the authority, and then the authority sucks, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm one, and I'll explain my complaining of the authority and of Stephanie McMahon, because I think the storyline that we're being forced onto right now with the firings is a bit overdone. You know, you're smart enough to know that an on-screen firing, they'll be back in three or four weeks. Um, it just happened to the authority. They, you know what I mean? They just came back. So, you know, I, I, I think Vince McMahon, whenever he fired somebody, Vince McMahon did it better than Stephanie McMahon can ever do it. So so they ought to just get away from the year fired crap that she cannot do as well as her father did. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Triple H has such a mind for the wrestling business. If you haven't watched, and here we go again, if you haven't watched NXT, if you don't have the network, find a way to get $10. You don't, it's no commitment, and you can cancel it anytime. It's $9.99 for one month. Just sign up for one month. Find a friend who has it. I don't care how you have to see it, but watch one of these NXT shows. Watch our evolution or a rival or, or, or anything and be blown away by it and understand that this is Triple H knowing the business and, and, and finding these talents. And obviously the talent is, is, is their own. You know, Sami Zayn, a hell of a talent. You know, Finn Balor, hell of a talent. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, hell of a talent. But watch this show and understand that Triple H does know what he is doing. And, and, and it's not him burying people. His character, maybe, but Triple H knows what's best truly for business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ryan, um, one more other thing, and, and, and maybe I missed it in weeks past, but um, Eden is... is the ring announcer for Raw again? I thought Lillian Garcia was doing Raw. Or did I miss something? Yeah, I did too. I haven't seen anything on Lillian not doing on Raw, but I, I'll look it up, see if we can find something. Matt, maybe maybe you've heard something. Give us a shout on Twitter uh, and, and, and let us know. Maybe we both missed it. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, maybe she was sick or something. You know, obviously, winter flu, you know, flu's going around. Um but yeah, just you know, the, obviously the first match uh, right out of the commercial was um, when they came back from the break. Eden there announcing, and I was like, wait, right away, I was like, wait a minute. Um, I thought Lillian Garcia was, but uh, the Intercontinental Title match: uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, versus Bad News Barrett. Um, this is kind of one of those situations where it was like, well, you know, Ziggler's kind of in a, in push mode. But it's Barrett's first match uh, or second match back. So you'd expect him to win, but Ziggler hasn't had the belt uh, in a while. Um, and, you know, Ziggler hasn't had the belt in a while. And, or excuse me, uh, Ziggler hasn't had the belt for a while. Uh, and,. Then, uh, you know, so Bear takes a, they kind of go back and forth. Dolph Ziggler gets the first fall. And um, then uh, Barrett uh, comes out, or, or excuse me, then and then Kane comes out. And, uh, and, and Ryan looks like we lost you here. Hopefully you can get back in. Um, 
Kane comes out and announces that um, it is a it is now it is a two out of three falls match. Ziggler just won the first fall. Uh, Barrett ends up winning the next two falls. Um, so so Wade Barrett um, gets the Intercontinental Championship. He wins it. He wins the the Intercontinental Championship back. Ryan, um, looks like we have you back in here. Um, yeah, sorry about Barrett. that. I must have got dropped somehow. My apologies, no. but I'm back in. I'm back in. All right, very good. No problem. Uh, you know, so Ziggler won the first fall, uh, and then uh, I was just saying that uh, you know Kane came out and uh, said that uh, it, that it was a um, best out of three falls match. And we do have a caller, um, a Pennsylvania caller. We'll get to you in just a second when we're done wrapping up this match. Um, uh, the best out of three falls. So uh, ends up being a bad news. Barrett gets the win, uh, the second fall and the third fall. And, uh, and he is the new intercontinental championship. I like that. He's the intercontinental champion in, in it, it. You know, for people that say it doesn't make sense. Uh, it does kind of make sense because again, he never lost it. He got hurt. And uh, so he is now, he is now back as the intercontinental champion. As we get to the end of raw, uh, like you like you kind of alluded to with the firing angle, it, it, it kind of made sense. And then you don't have to do a whole, like, tournament thing again for the Intercontinental Championship. So this just set up uh, the, the angle for later. Ryan, what do you think about Barrett getting the belt back? Sorry, Jim, I'm having a bit of a technical difficulty, it seems like, here. Um, you're right, it did set up the angle at the end of the show, um, which needed to obviously happen. Um Again, I'm, I'm looking for that superstar to, to take the Intercontinental title and make it mean something. Uh, I'm glad it's being defended a lot more than it had been lately. So that's a positive thing. So we're, we're, that's good for us to get to that. Uh, but, you know, back and forth, I'm okay with, with, with Bad News Barrett, um, you know, kind of getting it again. It, it seemed to happen before where he kind of came off of an injury his next match, I think he picked it up on Raw, actually, or something like that. Uh, you know, and ended up getting hurt again. So, um, they got a five-time champion, Jim. Five-time Intercontinental champion, and he's held the belt all of six days, it feels like. Right. That's my problem with Bad News Baron. It's not his fault the guy's getting hurt, I guess. But, you know, it, it sucks that, that the guy keeps getting hurt because he is ridiculously talented, even though the commentators don't necessarily know the names of his finishing moves um, and things like that, like, which, again, is it's just a, a not being on TV uh, enough, I think, for – I think they messed up what was the one called End of Days or something like that, or I don't know what the hell it's even called, uh, the little the slam, the Alabama slam or whatever the heck he kind of does. Uh, right. I mean, they, they called it something different, and then – Whisper in the Wind or something. I don't even remember, Jim. But I know they messed it up uh, when, when they were saying it. So, uh, again, just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, hopefully, you know, it gets defended frequently enough that uh, that people are interested in it. And, uh, you know, it, it needed to happen to get to the end of the show. So, I think once once everybody saw Kane come out and said, oh, it's a two out of three falls match, we knew the bell was changing hands. Like I wasn't surprised when I saw Kane make that announcement that right. 
that 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 bad news bear was going to pick it up. So kind of ruined the surprise a little bit there. But uh, you know, congrats to bad news and, and hope it goes somewhere for him. Yeah, I mean that uh, you know that I agree with you. The minute the minute was a two out of three falls, then it it Done. became you know it, it became you knew that Ziggler was dropping the belt. You didn't know what was coming later. Uh, Matt checks in. Uh, Lillian uh, Lillian Garcia is absent from Raw. Her father recovering from an illness. So uh, best wishes to uh, Lillian Garcia and her father and their family uh, as he recovers from an illness. So good to see she wasn't uh, like let go or anything uh, like that. Uh, let's get to our caller here, though. Uh, let's take a break from Raw. Um, uh, caller from Eastern Pennsylvania. Let us know who you are, where you're calling from. Hi. Hi, Jim. Uh, this is uh, this is Jack. I'm calling from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jack. How's it going? What's on your mind? Oh, not too bad. I, I know you guys talk about uh, Dolph Ziggler a lot tonight. Is he, uh, is he really fired? Um, as we'll cover at the end of Raw, uh, Ziggler uh, and Ryback and uh, Eric Rowan uh, got fired uh, on TV. Um, he is not actually fired. This is, uh, this is obviously another uh, storyline uh, situation. So um, he is not fired. What, when, and uh, when he'll be back on TV, we do not know. I would imagine it would be uh, obviously before WrestleMania. I would not be surprised if it would happen at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble match. That 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 would be the uh, most obvious uh, answer to me, Ryan. Uh, when do you, what do you think about when you would see Dolph Ziggler back? Yeah, Jim, I'm honestly expecting to see all three of the wrestlers that were fired. Monday on Raw as part of uh, the Triple H and and John Cena doing it uh, to show up in the Royal Rumble themselves. So you know, same thing with with Eric Rowan, uh, you know Ryback and and Dolph Ziggler. I expect to see all of them at the Royal Rumble pay per view in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and if not in the Rumble match, uh, maybe one, maybe a Ryback or somebody would carry over and make his return at. Uh, what is it? What is the next one? Is it uh, Hell in a Cell? Fastlane. Uh, fast it's Fastlane. Fast I'm sorry, Fastlane. That's right. Uh, used to be Elimination Chamber. Fastlane. And uh, if not, hold him off TV for a little bit longer and have him return um, at at WrestleMania. But my my hunch is is we're going to see all three of them uh, return for the Rumble match itself. I I you know what, Ryan? I um I I thought I read somewhere that he was uh, he's been pulled from the weekend house shows. Um, I, I just thought it might be more serious than that, you know? Well, I, obviously, you know, because they want to commit to this uh, firing angle that, you know, they're going to pull him off of all, obviously all TV shows. They're going to pull him from house shows. They're going to pull him from, uh, from any type of uh, promo uh, appearances uh, from, from here until he returns on TV, all three of these guys. Uh, so even if you look, if you, if you're on Twitter, if you go to Dolph Ziggler's Twitter account, uh, you know, he's he's tweeting that he's in L.A. and, uh, you know, he's taking bookings for, uh, for you know, what maybe TV or movies or things like that. This, this is all doing to kind of still create the illusion that to, to try and make it appear real uh, that he is indeed fired. I know on the website they've moved uh, Ryback and Ziegler and uh, Eric Rowan's profiles to the alumni section. Again, you know, all this stuff is, is things they've done you know, in the past with others where they just, uh, it, it's to create the, and to, to continue the storyline uh, that they are gone. I mean, if they are truly fired, it would be, it would be news to us. But this, this is again, just the, 
um, this the storyline you're fired as we've seen in the past. Oh, thanks a lot, Jim and, uh, and Ryan. I, I've, I've one more question for you. Do you guys have any predictions on who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Um, for me, for me, Jack, uh, and and we'll let you uh, t- tell yours before you hang up. Uh, I I think that it will be Roman Reigns. I hope that it's Daniel Bryan. I hope that the fact that he is back and and the fans. I mean, when when he made that announcement, uh, it was it was easily the loudest. Uh, cheer since uh, he won the belt at WrestleMania. So it's clearly evident that, that Daniel Bryan is still the biggest uh, baby face in the company. Uh, he, he still has, has probably the biggest support out of any superstar on the roster from the WWE Universe. So so for me, if, if I had to pick one that I wanted, if I was booking it, I would pick uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Ryan, what, uh, who would you think? Uh, I would honestly... You had said you you originally think it's going to be Roman Reigns. They're going to stick with their Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to screw the pooch two years in a row and not go with Daniel Bryan. I really do. Uh, so for that alone, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. But it's the WWE. I mean, look what they did to us last year. They we they knew what we wanted, but they kept it away from us and made us want it even more. Um, so ultimately the payoff at WrestleMania was just that much sweeter after being like teased with it time and time again. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't Daniel Bryan, but if I was booking things, um, and it looks like we're kind of starting off the new year, really heel heavy authority. This, um, you know, Ziggler fired, losing belts. Uh, A lot of the belts are on bad guys right now. So, I really find it hard to believe that WWE is going to continue with that. Uh, so for that alone, I'm going to think Daniel Bryan wins the 2015 Royal Rumble. Jack, who do you think? You know what? I, I'm with you guys all the way on Daniel Bryan. I, I really want to see him uh, main event WrestleMania again. Uh, you, you know, that guy that guy deserves it. Absolutely. Jack, thanks for the call. We're going we're gonna to keep plugging away here. Uh, we appreciate your thoughts, and uh, and stay tuned each each and every week. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Have again, a good night, buddy. Yeah, again, if uh, if anybody else wants to call in, uh, 724-444-7444, the call ID, 136-117, and the pound sign. And, uh, again, let us uh, – we'll finish our thoughts. We'll get to you, and, uh, and, uh, and, and we'll bring you in. So, again, thanks to Jack uh, for the call. Um, Ryan, we're going to jump ahead and we're all here a little bit, almost through the first hour here. Uh, forget how quickly these live shows move when we haven't done one in almost a month. Um, the the next thing I just want to cover here, the Ascension, they came out and, and fought two jobbers. They cut a promo um, kind of dissing Demolition and the Road Warriors. I know the IWC took a took a big um, kind of – a lot of guys took offense to um, them cutting a promo dissing uh, the Road Warriors, because Hawk is, of course, uh, passed away. Um, I didn't find any issue. I know. I didn't find any issue. I don't think they were dissing. And maybe they were comparing themselves. Well, and but, I think who, it was to try who and they going to compare themselves, themselves to? They're exactly. going to build themselves as this big, you know, kind of ferocious thing. And, again, NXT, if you've seen it, these guys can can throw down. They can put on really good matches. But they supposed to say, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be as good as the Beverly Brothers. You better right. watch out. We're as good as the Bushwhackers. 
Right. You know, obviously, the, the Thrasher, you know, Thrasher and Moth has not have nothing on us. We're, we're better than the Headbangers. We're no shit. Yeah, you've I mean, gotta, like, you've got to compare. Yeah, exactly. And when you have them, you know, dressed with you know the leather with the you know kind of shoulder pad looking things and the and the face paint, uh, that that's who you think of. And, and they weren't. Uh, and I think that the line that got them is he said, "What a rush." And then what a joke. But I don't think he, he wasn't saying that Hawk was a joke. He was, you know, they're trying to build themselves as this great tag team. Uh, Matt checks in with us. He says he takes offense to the huge burial the commentators did through the whole match, JBL in particular. And, yeah, I, I agree with Matt wholeheartedly. Like, I, I think the WWE, and I said last week I was going to give it more time, uh, but after this second appearance by the Ascension, I feel like, and, and maybe this is a problem where Triple H isn't, having more control over Raw because he's, he's, he has these guys in NXT when they come up. I, I, I don't think the, the writers and, and creative on the, on the main roster know what to do and how to, how to handle these NXT guys because we have a relationship with them. Even, even me, who I, you know, I never really watched any NXT until the network, but we're almost a year into the network now. So we have a relationship with these guys that are coming in and, um, you know, so you have them come out and you beat the Miz and Miz. Now we talked about that last week. Uh, now they beat Jobbers for the second straight TV show because they did it on SmackDown. Um, so it's not making them look strong. The commentary is putting them down the whole time. And, you know, I, I feel like, it, you know, this thing is just, you know, whenever they come out, it's just crickets. And, I, I feel, you know, I feel that maybe it's a, it's a lack of, uh, it's a lack of, co- um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cooperation. Cooperation. Cooperation with the two, with the two writing teams. And maybe, you know, they need to kind of mesh the two a little bit, but, uh, you know, really Ryan, I, I think they've been, fla- they, they've been failing the Ascension and failing the WWE universe with the way they've brought in the Ascension. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much it is the Ascension's fault. And to be absolutely honest with you, there's a part of me that likes seeing them just beat up on jobbers. Like, it took me back to, like, Wrestling Challenge and stuff like that. Like, we don't see jobbers on TV anymore. There was a part of me that was like, okay, I'm okay with this. And I understand, the, again, we're talking a younger demographic than myself. I'm 30 years old. They they don't recall watching matches where it's it's a a main eventer or a a main roster talent and nobodies, you know. So so to see jobbers on TV is totally foreign to them, and it probably makes no sense, you know. But I know again, thirty years old, I grew up watching wrestling with with jobbers. You know, you turn on Saturday mornings and it's it's a mid card of Tatanka against Dan Smith. You know, and Dan Smith just wore his generic singlet. So, I, again, I, really, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't think it's a great way in, in the current day and age of the WWE to get a, a, a tag team established in a division, the tag team division that desperately needs some sort of something. Yeah, and, and here's I, the deal. I... If the Ascension can't come up from NXT and look legitimate. You know, 
I love the Vaughn villains. I think that's a fantastic gimmick in NXT, and they're fantastic workers in Aiden English, Simon Gosh, in NXT. They, if, if the Ascension can't come up, there's no way this silent movie era tag team with that gimmick would ever, ever make it on the main roster. And that's a shame because it is really a fun gimmick. I mean, do you well, know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, if Ryan, you, even, even look at guys like Tyler Breeze. Even look at, you know, there's, there's some of these individual uh, gimmicks down in NXT that are really good. The, the, the guys are doing a really good job. But, if, you know, if creative doesn't know how to deal with them, they're going to fall flat. Um, you know, Bo Dallas got a lot of heat in NXT. But, you know, even he fell flat. I mean, Rusev has been a success. Um, but, but there hasn't been a lot of success stories. Again, it's, it's young. And 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 there's only been a couple that have come in since the uh, since the network era, if we're going to call it that. Um, you know, has really been in, but but they need to do a better job. They really they really do need to do a better job because you know I, I thought with with uh, you know the talent of the of the Ascension, I thought that they could help bring back the tag team division, and it, it just doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And they can, it's they really, can lose this. The silly ass paint too. They can lose the silly ass paint. I don't know why they added that. I mean, they they kept the uh, they kept the same music. Why not just keep the same look? I mean, we know the look. You're not somebody new, and then I think that's kind of the hard part here. Is they're not really anybody new, but they're coming from from what feels like the indies to the big show, and um, you know, I, th- th- there's going to be buffer periods, but I I, I just. I, I, if it doesn't get better this coming Monday, I, I, I'm almost going to lose faith in it. I really am. Uh, well, Ryan, or what they could do ahead. is, I guess, they could Adam Rose us and, and not do anything with the gimmick and just keep forcing it like we're not, you know, not you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's Adam Rose. Oh, it's Adam Rose. Let's try him this way. Let's. No, I'm not going to lie. This week I was actually intrigued a little bit, but it wasn't because of the Adam Rose. Mm-hmm. Segment. It was it was the Tyson Kidd and Cesaro thing that was intriguing to me. Not Adam Rose. Same thing with the New Day. You know oh. that's going over. That that is the flattest thing I've ever seen the WWE. That's wow, going I don't over say ever. That's, that's going over like bare feet over broken glass. Right, right. That is that's rough. So so we'll see how quickly they put the kibosh on that. Um, and I at least give the Ascension then a month. I mean, New Day's been around for about a month, so Ascension at least has two more weeks to try to figure something out. Yeah. Um, you know, looking ahead uh, here, there was a Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella versus Natalia match, and um, Bree was on the outside uh, with Nikki, of course. Uh, Paige came down and, um, and, and hugged Natty on the apron. Obviously, uh, the Total Divas was back this week. Uh, Natty and Paige kind of hung out, um, so so they've kind of teamed them together on TV again. We're getting these uh, we're getting these diva total diva storylines again, but uh, this match wasn't anything uh, to, to write home about. A uh, short match, Natalia gets the win, um, but I actually uh, I briefly started watching uh, main event. Uh, I had it on while I was putting some laundry away uh, on uh, on Tuesday night. And 
uh, Nikki opened the opened the show. Nikki fought Paige, and it was actually a long match. It was a a really really good match. Um, and and Natalia was out there with Paige. Bree was again out there with uh, with Nikki. Um, and and for anybody that's trying, you know, wants to still try and argue with me that Nikki Bella can't wrestle, go watch that match. Uh, when when she has time and and when Paige has time, it, it was it was the best match I've seen out of the both of them in a little while. And and maybe the 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 Raw creative team needs to uh, give give the Divas a little bit more time. Uh, to actually wrestle because it was a good it was a good match. I think Jimmy just you discovered the great thing about main event. Um, and again, I don't I don't watch it very often, but last was it last week? I tuned in live when it, when, it, when it was dropping, and uh, it was Charlotte versus Sasha Banks on on main event, okay. which was I believe Sasha's main event or main roster debut. Uh, again, not on Raw or SmackDown. But but you're right. They're they're allowing divas to have you know a ten twelve minute match with a bit of with, with time to build the match. And it's not just rush rush. Here's a spot. There's a spot. Pin and get out of the ring. You know they're allowing them the time to actually wrestle a match. And it's it's a huge difference between a quick total diva storyline match. And a wrestling match, and again, again, I know WWE doesn't use the word wrestling very much anymore, but for the sake of argument, that's what we're going to say. You're you're right, Jim. And Nikki Bella has improved tenfold since we were dogging her what six months ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, my John, issue. John Cena, John Cena dogs her. We didn't. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a poor taste. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Uh, do we, do we, do we have a do we have a rim shot? Is there a, is there? A sh- we no, don't. No. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add even, that for next week. I didn't even want to say the word rim shot after that. <laughs> hashtag uh, rim shot. Hashtag. Um, so so I'm so. Sorry. No, that's okay. You got me. You got me. A sidetrack here. Am I the only one that forgot? Before Brie Bella had to be Nikki's slave for a month, that they hated each other, and the growing up Bella segments. What the hell happened in that month? Were we just supposed to? I don't even think they ever announced this is the end of, of Brie Bella's slavery month to Nikki Bella. It was kind of like the anonymous Raw general manager, where they're like, "Oh, they're going to forget about this storyline, and we'll just forget it never happened because we have nothing else." for Brie and Nikki to do as as, as, as as separate, I guess. Like, that that feud never ended, did it? Not really. I mean, I know, like, there was, they, uh, well, it was that Survivor Series when uh, Brie kissed AJ and Nikki, um, Nikki got the win and the belt. And I guess, like, that was, uh, that was their way of, uh, you know, saying it was all like a Bella's ruse. I don't know. They never really mentioned it, which I agree. I think was kind of crappy. They never mentioned it, but you know, maybe they were. Uh, they weren't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it as they weren't insulting our intelligence that we were just supposed to go. Oh, like they just. It was all a, a, a Bella's prank. I get it now. That that's how okay. I look at right. it. That's fine. I, I honestly looked at it in too. Uh, it must be sisterly love that they spent a month together and realized how much they truly do love each other as sisters. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how I chose it. I know I have a brother. And me and my brother fight, obviously. We're brothers. We have to. It's, it's, it's in our blood to, to fight over stupid, stupid stuff. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I absolutely love my brother, and I would do anything for him. You know, Absolutely. I was kind of thinking maybe that's what they were doing. Oh, they hate each other so much, but forced to be together. They tra- They found their love for each other once again, and Mama and Daddy Bella must be very happy. I don't freaking know. I see it here and there again. I'm getting off topic. Uh, I just want to throw it up there. I don't think they ever really concluded the, the, that feud. It yeah, bothered I mean, me a that- bit. You know, how many times, you know, like you said, do we in, in families get, you know, angry at each other and you don't talk for a little while, but you're always family. Matt, Matt tweeted in, and, and this, this is why I was laughing. He said, remember when Kane had to talk through a box because Undertaker burned him as a kid? Yeah, WWE does this a lot. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just saw the same tweet. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, Matt, you're so, absolutely right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been upset. Like I, I've said it, I've said it before, Ryan. I say, I say it. Um, I'll say it again. I'll, I'll probably this will probably be something I say almost every week. If, if we start to break down um, what makes sense and what doesn't make sense about pro wrestling, um, we're just going to find that none of it makes sense. Uh, so we should just maybe, you know, take things in small, you know, in small bits here. But uh, well, let's uh, next match. We're going to start going through this stuff a little bit quicker. Uh, but Eric Rowe and Luke Harper. Uh, Harper gets a win, a, a decent match, um, and then after the match, Harper and the Stooges bully uh, rowing around. So we've seen Ziggler get beat up um, by by uh, Barrett. Uh, now Rowan's getting beat up. Uh, so a, a pattern is starting to take shape. If you can kind of look at the guys that were in Team Cena are getting beat up because the authority's back. Um, and then the next match is the ambulance match. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. I thought this was actually a really, uh, it was, you know, I, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit last week when they said this. The IWC got really pissy. I said, let's just wait until the match happens. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a physical match. Um, I'm still surprised that uh, Dean Ambrose is getting away with, like, just full on just chucking a chair at, towards somebody because to me, that's as dangerous, if not more than uh, a chair shot to the head, but that, maybe that's just me. Um, but a good uh, a good match. Uh, had some cool spots in it. Bray Wyatt gets the win. Um, Ryan, what do you think of this match? No, it was a pretty it was a pretty solid match. Uh, it's against somebody something that that we all want to see. I think it's it's where the WWE as fans as, as a fan myself wants to see. I want to see Bray Wyatt. I want to see Dean Ambrose. I want to see Seth Rollins. You know, I'm overseeing, you know, these kind of top-tier main event guys that, that, that we're seeing. You're John Cena. You're, and I get we haven't seen Randy Orton in a while, but you're Randy Orton's in these storylines. So I'm excited to see kind of this young influx of talent, you know, moving up and then having these really good matches. Uh, Jim, as for, for the, the chair shot, I, I get what you're saying. The only thing I can think of is it's 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 not as forceful than a chair being held and swung. You know what I mean? Okay. The, the, yeah. the 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 shot that your neck would compress, I would think, from that to a chair that that when it hits your head would probably stop because you're not fully momentum swinging. It would be the only thing I think of. Um, you know, and and I would think then beyond that. It would be up to the wrestler's discretion to put his hand there and block it a bit more because I think you could probably throw a steel chair at somebody's head and put a hand there 
if you block it properly and not really hurt that much. Like, I'm not willing to try it, but I think if you let me, I'll throw a chair at your head and you can put your hand there and then tell me how much it hurts compared to me swinging a chair. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe we can try that. Maybe we'll get together this weekend. We'll give that a shot. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, that um, was easy. All right. I didn't think you'd say okay. But, uh, but um, yeah, dude, stoked with the match. It was a solid match. Um, you know, Ambrose obviously selling the leg injury pretty much throughout the whole match and, and getting beat up a little bit. Um, why were there chair or I'm sorry, why were there tables in the ambulance? Again, you know what? Uh, Again, I'm reading into it. Okay. I'm reading into it. He had a voice box and he was burned as a kid. Never mind. It yeah, was a great yeah. match. It, it was yeah. a great match. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, you never know when you're in, in uh, you know, in a crisis situation when you're going to need to have some tables at the ready. I mean, they had the Red Cross on them, so we know that they were going to be used for uh, for medical uh, purposes. So uh, obviously, that's why there was tables in the in the uh, back of the ambulance. Uh, the Miz, Sandow, and Alicia Fox defeated uh, Naomi and the and the Usos. Um, Ryback versus Seth Rollins and Kane. Uh, Kane and Seth Rollins get the win. Uh, you know, Ryback getting beat up because um, they were, you know, again he was distracted by the Stooges. So again, that pattern is kind of picked up. Um, you, Ryan, you kind of alluded to this next one: Adam Rose versus Big E. Um, not a great match, uh, uh, but uh, the, uh, the the back and forth. But two masked Rosebuds hit the ring and destroyed Big E. For the disqualification, they unmasked themselves, and it's Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. They celebrated uh, with the with their rosebuds, but uh, the, the key um, that, that I looked at was the fact they were kind of mocking uh, the new day. So, so maybe it says to me, I, I don't think we're going to see Kidd and Cesaro with the rosebuds every week. At least, dear God, I hope not. Um, but what I think it is is you're seeing a, a new tag team. Uh, attacking another new tag team. Uh, and I really liked what they did with Cesaro and Kid. I love that these two guys are a tag team because there was not really a, a, a great spot for either of them uh, in, in the singles ranks. And we've been talking about for weeks there needs to be new tag teams and there needs to be more uh, competition in the tag team division. And having two guys, um, you know, Cesaro is a guy that the fans love. Um, and Tyson Kidd, like, I've been praising what he's been doing, these classic heel moves, like pulling Natalia in front of him so he doesn't get hit, uh, trying to overshadow uh, Natalia. But but I really like what they're doing with this tag team, and I hope it continues. Jim, I agree with you. This is a perfect situation for both of them. Um, you know, and, I, and, and again, going down to NXT, I think, was great for Tyson Kidd. You know, and I hope it restarts his career in a new angle. And again, I don't know if you've watched NXT um, in the past week or two, James, but uh, I think it was last week. Was it, was it last week? Uh, that, that Curtis Axel showed up down in NXT and said, look, I want, I, I, I want to restart my career. I want to jumpstart it. And this is the place to do it. So, uh, you know, keep, keep your eye on that with, uh, with Curtis Axel dropping down there, kind of like a Tyson kid did. Um, and and hopefully you know we'll see where we'll see where this goes. But the tag team of Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, both fantastic wrestlers. I don't know what you're going to call it, but both fantastic wrestlers. 
they're called the um they're calling it like and I, I've seen it just on like social media but and I'm not sure if it's if it's what they're actually calling them but it's something along the lines of like the masters of the universe ref, masters of the mat uh do, do you have what they're what they're calling this tag team it's something along the lines of like a masters of the universe type thing uh which I I think is brilliant and and you could play I've on a that. lot of I have seen that and I hope yeah. that's where the WWE goes that's fantastic if it is yeah, if that's and and again, I don't. I think I, I I think I've seen it on one WWE tweet, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but but I I kind of hope that they do that. I think it would be really really brilliant, and there's a lot of potential there. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I did see that with, with Axel moving down. Um, I didn't actually watch the whole episode, but I saw that it was it was uh, happening, and and I think it's smart for him because look what it did to Tyson Kidd. I think Curtis Axel has so much potential. I really, really do. The guy, much like his dad, much like his grand granddad, a lot of in-ring talent. He doesn't have um, masters of the WWE universe, is what they're calling him. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of potential there. But with Curtis Axel, um, you know, he didn't have the promo work, and I, and I understand that's that's the hard that that's sometimes going to be the hardest part. Um, so maybe he can develop that down there because I think. There is a lot of potential with Curtis Axel, and that's what's great about NXT. Um, Ryan, let's get to this final segment here. It was the uh, John Cena uh, appreciation night as the uh, the authority was celebrating John Cena for bringing them back. Um, you know, they they obviously showed um, footage of them, of him reinstating them the last before, week. Before we, before we get into this, I do want to point out that by default, Adam Rose versus Big E was your Monday Night Raw's main event. Let's talk about ah. a booking win. Are you kidding me with that? I'm actually well, pretty, yeah. pretty easy on Raw right now up to this point. You're going to give the Raw universe, the Raw audience, uh, even worse, the live audience. Adam Rose versus Big E as your wrestling main event. And it being such an incredibly heavily heel show up to this point, honestly, Jim, if, if I was a paid fan in that arena, I'd have been pissed. I mean, you go down at the only Luke Harper heel, the only face was Natalia. I think that won. I like Roman Reigns won by DQ. But yeah, the Bad wow. News Barrett, new champion, Ascension, I think they're going to be a heel tag team. Um, you know, Luke Harper beat Eric Rowan. Ambrose, or I'm sorry, Wyatt beat Ambrose. Um, Miz and Mizdale, which again are, are the heel, the heel team. You know, uh, Seth Rollins, Kane, we've been heel, 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 heel. Um, and then Big E, Adam Rose is your main event. You've got to be shitting me. But Ryan, again, like we've talked about, if, if you know, and th- I'm sure you know this had to have happened during the Attitude Era, where you just get a a crappy wrestling main event. If you if you go back to it, because I didn't even I didn't even really think of it that way. And now that you, you know you bring it up, it's like, oh shit, yeah, it was. But like, you know, the the you know memorable segment is what happens at the end. I mean, so you know, I'd have to go back watch some some Attitude Era Raws, but I'm sure there was probably like a uh, headbangers versus uh, 
you know, D'Lo Brown and Kama Mustafa match. Uh, that was actually the wrestling main event uh, before a, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin beer bash to close the show. Um, uh, all right, I'll buy into that. You know, so. But even that being said, a Stone Cold beer bash or a, a, a Kurt Angle milk bash or a, <laughs> honestly anything with Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be better than the segment I think that we closed Raw with. There was, there was one moment of this closing segment of Raw where I said, wow, that speaks volumes. And and, and I've honestly, and and I'll let you go through the segment and I'll come back to that. The the, the moment in this closing segment where I was like, it it had this much, a very little bit that I was actually interested in this closing segment. Very little bit. But but we'll we'll cover it and I'll give you that point. Um, You know, so so they call Cena out, uh, you know, thank him for for bringing them back uh, last week. Um, saying that uh, maybe Cena finally sees past hustle loyalty, respect, uh, but and it, but actually sees what's doing, uh, what's best for business. Uh, he brings out then Triple H. They bring out uh, Ryback, Rowan, and Dolph Ziggler. Um, they welcome them to John Cena Appreciation Night. Uh, they said, "Look, you unwisely joined the Team Cena at Survivor Series, and you're going to be punished." Um, and uh, said that, uh, you know, Rowan, uh, you know, maybe they could suspend him for 30 days. And then, well, um, you know, Ryback joined the authority, but then turned on him, so maybe he'll get double. And then Ziggler, you know, with the pin, you know, maybe he'll get, you know, 90 days or 120 days. The way they, we have to discuss it a little bit. So they, Triple H and Stephanie walk up the ramp, and uh, they get to the top of the ramp, and they said, no, uh, all three of you are fired. Um, and then uh, a a uh, kind of a, a Sousa like a Fourth of July parade march music started playing, which I thought was kind of a, a weird weird music to play. But uh, confetti and balloons came down. Uh, Cena, uh, you know, standing there looking stunned. Of course, Ryback and and Ziegler and uh, Rowan just kind of looked shocked. At, you know, the fact they were just fired, and um, you know. Set, Stephanie and Triple H celebrate. So we go up the air. You know, Cena is baffled, you know, realizes that he's screwed up. Um, the authority is celebrating. And, you know, per the storyline, as uh, Jack brought up when he called earlier, uh, Ziggler, Rowan, and uh, Ryback are all fired per the storyline. Jim, this whole segment, in my opinion, just just reeked. It, it really wasn't very good at all. Uh, and I don't, I don't know why. Like, it, it really should have had... Oh, man, I just, I can't understand it. Maybe it was the fact that it was so heel-heavy. And, and, and then Ziggler dropped the belt, which, again, hindsight, it makes sense for him to drop the belt if he's going to get fired. It had to happen. You know, but I just, I don't know if that was the smartest way to start off the New Year's Raw. In my opinion, it put a bad taste in my mouth as a wrestling fan. The only saving grace of this segment, Jim, was John Cena's ability to actually look like he was concerned and upset, costing these guys their job. And John Cena's face, 
as the confetti fell, as the song was blasting, or whatever the hell it was. Um, very 4th of July Yeah, I forget. Stars and Stripes Forever, maybe? I don't even yeah, know what the... Yeah, now that I'm talking it out, I think that's what it was. But John Cena's like, I mean, very, very serious face. He sold you know, it. And, huh? He sold it. He see, no. No, he kicks out at two. <laughs> but he did. He legitimately sold this angle. And again, yeah. an, on, an on-screen firing is about as ironclad as, as I don't know. Well, and it's going I mean, to be reversed. If you're fired on air, you're coming back. Yeah. You know, it's obvious that you're coming back. When unless is the question? Unless, it's, unless the IWC is already leaked that you are indeed leaving. And then you're you right, that you're actually right. Then you know it's legit. You know, but, but that being said, Jim, I looked up the numbers. And, 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 and shame on me for ever doubting the WWE. This past Monday Night Raw drew 3.76 million viewers. It's a solid number, a high three. Uh, the first hour drew a 3.8. The very final hour drew a 3.599. It was the second highest cable show behind VH1's uh, Love and Hip Hop. So solid numbers. If you go okay. back to the show that closed... 2014 with Daniel Bryan and, and, and how we, we praised that show uh, again last week on our recorded show. You can go back and listen to that on the archive. Very high on that show. Do you remember that, Jim? Very high praise. Yes. Yeah. The show to close 2014, their ratings were 3.459. The WWE added 0.3 million viewers more to this Monday night yeah, starting on 2014 look. with the authorities return with it being so heel heavy every single segment was higher than the average of last week's show and the, the closing the, the closing segment usually dips there that's the 10 to 11 o'clock hour so, yeah, so yeah. you lose kind of those you lose a lot of the, the school aged kids up to this point but for that to be almost a 3.6, the WWE did it right somehow. And I know, I know Matt. Matt was very vocal on Twitter with me. We were, we were tweeting a lot back and forth how neither of us really liked the show. Matt, I don't even remember some of the things that we said, but they were not very good. You know, I know I was on Twitter on the Three Count Thursday page. The viewership, the numbers have to speak for themselves. 3.76 is a pretty solid number. Um, and again... In the second hour, pull, Ryan did a 3.888. A 3.8, right? That's fantastic. I mean, to start you the know, show, was a 3.801. Yeah, I mean, there's solid numbers. So it grew into the second it hour. It grew in the second hour, right. Right. Which I think would, would have been the, the ambulance match, I think, closed that hour. Yes. I so that it. was, I think, I would, I would assume that we had lost some people after that match. If I'd have known how the show was going to end, I probably would have left after that match. That match obviously could have been the main event, and then I wouldn't have made the comment, you know, about having an Adam Rose main event. You know, is, is not that it's a bad thing, 
um, you know, Matt just tweeted out, he thinks a lot of the viewers were tuned in because so many of the rumors of a big swerve coming up. Yes. You know, I, I, I know I, I was tweeting about Sting. The show had Sting written all over it, in my opinion. You know, you're going to fire all these guys, you're going to have Vince McMahon, or you're going to have Sting come out and do something. You're not going to fire all three guys in one, in one show. And lo and behold, I was wrong. Yeah, and I mean, I know uh, shortly before Raw or sometime Monday afternoon, I tweeted out. I said when I start seeing these rumors about a ma- you know, a major storyline, a major swerve, and I guess I mean, in theory, that's what the, um, you know, the triple threat announcement was, and I guess you could even consider the firing part of a big swerve. But I said, look, this has. IWC moans and groans written all over it because people are going to get all hyped up about Sting or about, you know, you know, some big return or this and that, and they're going to be let down, and then they're going to blame the WWE. But really, the WWE didn't do anything. You know, this, they, I don't know where the, 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 the big swerve talk started, but, like, they didn't, they didn't mention Sting. They didn't, you know, put a scorpion in the top right corner of WWE.com they didn't like unveil a new Sting T-shirt on Monday uh, or anything like that. So um, you, you know, sometimes the WWE universe sets themselves up to be pissed and then takes it out on the WWE as if the WWE tried it. Um, and I'm not saying like you did that or Matt did that. I'm just saying you know the the, the kind of wrestling viewers as a whole have, have a tendency to do this kind of stuff where they get all hyped up for this big thing's going to happen, and then it doesn't. But it's similar to how, like, a week ago, everybody was like, oh, an ambulance match. I said, why don't you just wait until the match happens and then judge it? Because you've already, so many people automatically went, oh, God, an ambulance match. This is going to suck. So that when you do that, Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose have to do a, you know, have to put, you know, a match beyond matches to even break even with you because you've set it up to be terrible. So if you just take, you know, you wait till Raw and you let the match happen, then you can look at it and say, that was actually a really good match. I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect anything major. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it to be terrible and it, and it, and it was good. You know, so some people, I think, overhype themselves just to blame the WWE. You know, even even Jim beyond the overhypeness. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking and, and looking. Go back to that Raw the, to end 2014. You had Edge and Christian, the Ascension debut, Daniel Bryan. I mean, it really is a testament to the WWE that 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 they beat those numbers because that Raw was a loaded Raw, dude. Yeah, that was that was stacked. I mean, you you can't argue the numbers, you know, and maybe, and maybe I'm reading into this, but maybe you put a really, really good raw on TV. Football's off now. We're not, we're not dealing with Monday Night Football anymore. So you take, you take raw with 2014 added on a really strong note. You have people tuning in the next week and you put on a show like this. I'm sorry. hasn't been your strongest raw in a while. Very, very heel heavy. Do you do damage to yourself when you do such a heel-heavy show? 
and give the fans something to boo about. Because that's what they're doing. They're giving something to boo about. Do you hurt yourself? And, and we're going to have to wait to see next week's rating. We're going to cover this next Thursday night with you. But does this hurt them next um, week? I don't. I don't know if it hurts. Like if it, if it hurts the brand as a whole, because you know, going towards WrestleMania, um, you you kind of start to WrestleMania is usually pretty face heavy. So um, you you have to. You, I think sometimes you can look at it as this. Um, yeah, it was heel heavy, but uh, is, how much of a heel is Bad News Bear? I know he attacked Dolph Ziggler, but like fans still like Bad News Bear. Like, but, um, but does does him beating Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler getting fired, is he guilty by association with the authority now? I mean, maybe a little bit, but um, you know, if he doesn't like come out with the authority next week. Um, I think we, you know, we can be very quick to uh, to forget that that happened. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think people are going to overwhelmingly go, oh, well, he's he's part of the authority. I, you know, I, I don't think that's going to ring true. You know, I think he, you know, you can chalk it up to he wanted his intercontinental title back, um, and he was going to go whatever it took to get it. You know, but and what happened to Ziggler was just a product of the authority wanting to get rid of him. Um, so. Yeah, and it's gonna you know, we're gonna see how it plays out. But but you know, as you go into WrestleMania, WrestleMania usually caps off with a with a face moment. You know, Daniel Bryan a year ago, maybe Daniel Bryan this year, or you know, Roman Reigns. But but also I think too, you're it's it's that you know, you go back to, to the Brett screwed Brett, uh back in ninety seven, ninety eight and the and the famous uh um vignette of Vince McMahon saying, you know, no longer is it this a world of good guys versus bad guys. You know, we at the WWF, obviously at the time it's WWF, you know, you know, it, it's all kind of shades of gray. You know, we don't want to insult your intelligence. So maybe these times where you have, you know, heel strong or, or face strong, but you people are going to cheer who they cheer. I mean, John Cena by the book is face, but he's booed. You know, there's guys, you know, Bad News Barrett, you know, even when the fans were cheering him, have kind of been, um, have kind of been, heal in nature but the fans cheer him so i don't know you know sometimes in this world you don't have clear faces and clear heels unless you're doing blatantly heel things like like tyson kidd pulling natty in front of him so he doesn't get hit that makes you a heel you know Uh, sure sure but but i don't know that it necessarily hurts them um because you had you know, at the end of that 2014 show, and the numbers at the end of 2014 show um, have to be taken with a grain of salt too, because uh, it's during the holidays. People are still on vacation. Uh, you know, you're you're kind of out of it. Kids are out of school. You know, so a lot of people take that week off. They're not home, etc. So that cannot kind of hurt your numbers as well. But you know, that show ended with the big heel moment of the authority being put back in power and, you know, the opening hour, um, you know, brought 3.8 million viewers. So again, what there's something that, that, that movies need when you have a superhero movie, um, and then something that wrestling needs is they need somebody to hate. 
because you don't have a face if you don't have a heel. So I think as much as people complain about the authority and as much as people want to say that they're going to turn, turn raw off because of the authority and the WWE sucks because the authority's back and I'm never going to watch it. Well, take notes about those people and how many, how, how much material they have to talk about with the product. Cause I guarantee you something. They're still watching. They haven't turned it off. They're going to bitch like hell about the authority, but they haven't turned it off. And there might be people that, that, you know, because of that person complaining, will go, what is it? Why are they so worked up? And they might watch it or, Oh, triple H is on, you know, I'll, I love triple H is a bad guy. He's a great bad guy. I'm going to watch him this week. So, you know, I, I don't know, Ryan, that, that, that a heel heavy raw to kick off the year hurts them because you, you need a heel more than you need a face because think of, think of uh, when, when I, when I say Ryan, the biggest baby face in the history of the WWE, what do you, who do you say? In, in the biggest baby face in WWE history, the, bi- the biggest face in WWE history, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay. Now, what is Hulk Hogan without Sergeant Slaughter? What is Hulk Hogan without, you know, without the, the heel opponent? Jim, I, I, I can't argue that. I really cannot. Hulk Hogan not body slamming Andre the Giant in WrestleMania three. I don't know if we're sitting here having our show tonight. Right. I, you're, because, you're right. Because Andre turned his back on Hulk Hogan. And Hogan had to beat the Giant, you know, and, and, you know, Sergeant Slaughter turned on America and, uh, you know, and, and, and joined the, the uh, you know, he was an Iraqi sympathizer during the Gulf War. And Hulk Hogan beat him at WrestleMania 7. Jim, uh, honestly, you've, you've got, you've got, we might not, we might be sitting here talking about a WCW show. We might be talking about Nitro. If it wasn't for the Mr. McMahon heel character, through the Monday Night Wars, feuding with The Rock, and and feuding with with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, well, notably even, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and I mean, even if you think about it, Stone Cold, Stone Cold and DX, and I'm wearing my DX shirt tonight. But but Stone Cold and DX, they started as heels. Think about that. They started as heels. They got cheered. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, even though by the book he's probably a heel, he's a face. So you need somebody that's against him. So, yeah, like you said, there comes that Mr. McMahon. There comes the corporation. We're not talking about the WWE if it's not for that. We're talking, you know, we're talking Nitro and uh, War Games and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, this this is right. We're talking about Nitro, and then we're talking about how, you know, Thunder uh, moves back to Thursday nights. Yeah. Absolutely, um, you know. So that you know that was raw. Point. You got you make a good point. You know that that was raw. I, I didn't think it was a terrible raw. I thought there was a couple bad spots. You know, bad matches. I thought Roman Reigns versus the Big Show was probably the the lowest point of the night for me. Uh, it would have been the the Big E Adam Rose match if it wasn't for Tyson Kidd and uh, and, and Cesaro. Uh, but overall, I don't think it was a bad show. Um, it wasn't as big or as good as the week ago. Um, but, you know, moving forward, um, 
you know, we'll see. We'll see where this stuff goes. Overall, as a show, Ryan, you know, did you um, – I think you kind of alluded that you weren't a big fan of this show. No, I, I really I wasn't. Again, it's coming from a really strong show to end 2014. You make some really, really good points, Jim, uh, about having strong heel characters and needing shows like this. And I'm not arguing that you need shows like this. But but to have a whole show slanted so bad, guys, it was was tough for me to kind of digest. That was a bit a bit much for me. Uh, other than that, yeah. And again, I I just watched NXT Our Evolution. That was two hours, and I've seen this show three times now. I was more into watching Our Evolution from NXT again than I was that live Raw. And I started work the same time today and Monday, so it's not like I was more tired or anything like that or exhausted or worn out. It's just, it's it's a better show right now. Um, and maybe because it's something different. And, and we, and again, we were working on a year now doing our show here. So we've been covering it week in and week out um, more than I ever have. I've probably been, I've, I've, within the past two or three years, Jim, I've probably been a bigger, a bigger wrestling fan now than I ever have in my whole life. And I think we oh, have yeah. spoken about this. You know, Absolutely. and a lot of it is, is, is doing the show. And we have to, you know, and, and there's just so many great alternatives out there to the WWE that if you don't like the product right now, turn it off. Go watch yeah. Ring of Honor. Go watch Impact. Go watch Lucha Underground. Go down the street 30 minutes and find, you know, an armory. Or, or or a convention center and watch right. your local your local indie promotion. You know, there's plenty of them around. Central Pennsylvania, we have so many great indie promotions around here. And if you ever on our Facebook page, I throw them up every once in a while with a simple support indie wrestling and I give a shout out, a small little shout out, you know, copy their link to to local Pennsylvania indie promotions. Go check them out. You know, the, like we talk about Lancaster Championship Wrestling real quick. Gene Snitsky is, is your champion. This coming, the next show, it's at Snitsky versus Rhino in a steel cage match at the Lancaster Host Resort on Route 30 in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I think tickets are like 15, 20 bucks. Plus, now that's, that's your, two, your two kind of former stars. They have some great, great local talent. Jimmy and you bumped into some of them at, at the Lancaster Barnstormer game when they had yep. Tito Santana with us, with mm-hmm. them. We got to meet Tito. Um, Mark Hazel, the Red Scorpion, um, is one of them. They have um, – I'll throw it up there again, maybe not tonight, probably tomorrow, something like that, another link to LCW. Go check them out. Like I said, it's fantastic stuff. So if you don't like the WWE – Stop bitching about it and do something about it. Go check out your local promo. You know, go yeah, check exactly. out your local promo. Shut up. Don't go bitch about it. Turn it off. Your right. one TV is not going to affect the WWE's rating one bit. No, absolutely it's not. not. Do I think it was a great show? No, I'm not defending the WWE and thinking it was a great show because it wasn't. But the WWE, again, I grew up watching Wrestling Challenge on Saturday mornings, you know, and, and, and hell, I can't even think of what they were called, WWE Mania. 
WWF Mania, I guess is what it was, Todd Pettengill. Yeah. You know, oftentimes you saw, like I said, Tatanka versus a jobber. You know, you, you saw you saw mid-card people against nobody you've ever heard of. You saw the Beverly Brothers take on the team of, of Dan and, and Alex, whoever. You know what I mean? Right. So you saw right. that. So now what they're giving you is they're giving you three hours on Raw of a superstar versus a superstar. And they can only do so much with that. You know, superstar versus superstar for a whole card, that was called pay-per-views back in the 80s. Yeah. And early 90s, pre the Attitude Era. Even even Raw. Even, right. even Raw was filled with jobbers. You had your main event that might have been, you know, uh, Bret Hart versus, uh, you know, Yokozuna or The Undertaker versus, you know, whoever. But, you know, the rest of your matches was like, you know, Owen Hart versus, you know, Billy Smith, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was full of jobbers. And, you know, I, you and I, I, I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or when we were preparing for the show last week, but, you know, I, I want to see more jobber matches because why not? You know, by the time we get to these pay-per-views, we've seen the matches. You know, why, or go back to, like, you know, if your match at Wrestle or, or at Royal Rumble is going to be, let's just say, um, you know, if it was going to be Harper Rowan, hypothetically, you know, have Harper wrestling, you know, Cesaro, and have you know Rowan watching from the stage, and then the next week, you know, Harper is watching, you know, watching from this stage while while Rowan fights uh, Randy Orton. You know, even if you're not gonna, even if you're gonna do main event guys versus main main event guys um don't do the match that you're going to have at the pay-per-view make us want to watch the pay-per-view jim even even a gimmick match you know a ray wyatt dean ambrose ambulance match that has pay-per-view written all over it yeah well it really does so so to get that free on raw and then bitch about that. You know, it, it doesn't make sense because you could see Dean Ambrose versus the Jobber, and then you could see Bray Wyatt versus the Jobber in a match that lasts four minutes, and he hits the sister Abigail, and it's over. You know, and then and then Dean Ambrose match, same thing, four minutes, hits 30 deeds, match is over. You know, or you can have, you know, really solid matches that are pay-per-view quality or could be pay-per-view quality you know, on Raw every single week. So, I mean, it, it, they're in a tough spot. Again, we're January. You know, we, we're, we're not in the, in the prime time yet. We're, we're ramping up for the road to WrestleMania. Raw's from here on out should be pretty good. Yeah. They should excited be. to see. Excited to see where it's going to take us. And on that, I'll leave it at that. Excited to see where we're going here out. Yeah. On the road um, to WrestleMania. Right. And, and you know, you, you brought up about, you know, if you don't like the WWE, you know, watch something different. And last night was something different. Uh, Impact Wrestling. I know, Ryan, you didn't get a chance. Uh, with only 20 minutes left in the show, I'm not going to, to talk about, I'm not going to break down every single segment like we did um, 
here, but but I watched a few of the highlights of the show, and it was a really good show. If you have a chance, Ryan, and maybe I'll, I'll try and find it on demand uh, and, and, and put it on the DVR, and uh, you can come over and check it out. Um, but it was a really good show, Destination for America. Find out if you have the network. Um, because, uh, you know, the, the TNA, they're going to take a hit. They know they're going to take a hit, but, uh, you know, it's a really good show. It opened up, uh, with like three separate, like stretch limos of guys like driving towards the arena and they're kind of doing these like locker room, like pep speeches. I guess it was two different ones. And like they get there and they get in front of the Manhattan center and they all pile out and they start pummeling each other. Now that was filmed uh, on Tuesday. Um, but then all the wrestlers just started like flowing out into the arena. It's just melee everywhere. There's guys fighting up on the balcony, guys fighting in a ring, in the ramps, you know, and, and, you know, the knockouts are fighting everywhere. The crowd's, the crowd's going crazy. The Manhattan Center in New York should be Impact Wrestling's home. And I know they're taping there this week. Um, they should not go to, I don't know if they are. They should never go back to Orlando. They should never go anywhere else. Uh, you know, uh, you know that make that home base for a while because the fans dig it. The New York wrestling fans dig it. Um, Kurt Angle came out um, uh, in the opening segment. He announced that he's not the uh, the like head of um, booking or whatever, uh, but he's an active wrestler. He he fought, uh, he defeated MVP in a street fight. It's actually, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, EC3 and, and, Bro- and Tyrus Brodus Clay came out and cut a promo. Uh, the, the, the commentary team, this is something I wanted to, to bring up, is, uh, is now Josh Matthews and Taz. Uh, Mike Tanay is going to be doing some other stuff, um, kind of transitioning. to like Think of like what Gene Okerlund used to do where he did kind of like behind-the-scenes. Uh, um, uh, I mean, it was like on, he had on-air work, but it wasn't part of the commentary team. Um, that's kind of what Mike Tanay is transitioning to. I like Josh Matthews and Taz together. I think they did a really good job. A um, few highlights uh, throughout the show. James Storm and Abyss uh, beat the Wolves to retain the Tag Team Championships. Um, there was a knockout um, battle royal that uh, um, Taryn Terrell won to retain the belt. Uh, Austin Aries and Low Key, a six-minute and 50-second uh, X-Division match. Austin Aries wins the X-Division title. Uh, a good match there. Uh, after the the knockouts battle royal, um, there was kind of a melee in the ring. Havoc was attacking Taryn Terrell. The lights went out. Uh, when they came back on, Awesome Kong uh, was in the ring, um, uh, and and Josh Matthews said, "No freaking way, Awesome Kong." So it was really cool because it was like a raw reaction. You felt like you know even the commentary team didn't know. So uh, and I think she fits better over there than in WWE. And then uh, to close out the show, uh, Eric Eric Young, who was uh, kind of Bobby Roode's best friend, um, he came out um, and attacked uh, uh, Bobby Roode. Lashley gets the win and uh, wins the TNA title. It was a 20-minute match, uh, but also um, there was kind of a a family plan. I don't know what they want to call it, Uh, but uh, Samoa Joe and a couple other guys uh, kind of teamed uh it was mass men attacked a, a security guard and stuff it ended up being um low key and samoa joe and it looks like eric young all kind of joining sides with 
uh, Bobby Lashley. Ryan, uh, I know you don't you can't really talk a whole lot about it. I just want to kind of bring a few things, uh, but it was uh, it was a really it was a good show. It was really entertaining, um, and and it was the I think the perfect show for for TNA and Impact Wrestling to to, to launch on the new network with the new logo, new look, black ropes, new logo, um, and uh, you know it, it, I, I thought it was really well done, and it was a live show. Uh, you know, again, starting next week, they're going to their tape shows, but um, it's good. And 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 I, you know, and I'm going to re- start recording it on, on Friday nights, and you know, going to try and you know, at least you know, watch it every week for a while and give it a chance because if they can keep doing this, uh, they're never they're not going to get to the level of WWE, but it, it's going to be some more uh, some more good stuff, and it's going to drive competition in the business. To that note, I, I hope you're right because competition needs to happen. Um, and again, we've talked about it numerous times, uh, checking onto the network with the Monday Night Wars, how just fantastic, you know, and even the ratings. Jim, I mean, we're looking at, at shows for Raw that were in the sixes, near the seven, seven million people tuning into wrestling. You know, if you add up the two, when WWE had a 4.5, you know, WCW had a 3.5. You know, so we're talking about eight, eight, nine million people, Jim, watching wrestling on a Monday night. Just the the the, the huge resurgence that that wrestling had then. And, and I understand, like you said, they're not going to be even on a level of a WCW. And then I'm not going. I didn't see it, so I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm not going to jump and joy and say yay TNA's back for one show. You know, it was a live show, which is always different than their recorded shows. I think a live wrestling show is always better. You know, you have to perform better at a live show. You have uh-huh. to. You Absolutely. Know, knowing knowing that you have, and and we've seen both live Raws and 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 SmackDown tapings. You've been to both of them live. You know, a Raw episode, and it's 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 a better show because they don't have a second chance. They can't go out and refilm a promo they botched. They can't go out and, and, and refilm an ending of a match for three minutes because they screwed something up, and I will, we'll edit it that way. You can't do that when it's live. You have to be on your A game. So I, I'm going to watch the show. I'm excited to see what it looks like. From what I've read, it sounds really good. From what I've read, morale was said to be up pretty high last night. Um, that the Manhattan Center was like 70 to 80% of the way full. Um, you know, so I've read positive things from it. Um, awesome Kong coming back is fantastic. The, the WWE never knew what to do with somebody of her size. No, you know, she's not a diva. She's not a diva, no. And, and, and there's a huge difference between a knockout and a diva because TNA still has a much better women's division than, than the divas do. Outside yeah. of Natalia, who's I think the, the the most talented female wrestler that the WWE has, their knockouts are are, are just it's a better product that they can do. They're they're it's just not I don't know they don't have total divas either over there, but but they're <laughs> selling something different than the WWE selling with their women wrestlers. So they, they definitely have them beat there. Um, yeah, Jim. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm excited to see how it turned out. Um, I guess there were some issues. 
and I don't know if this was from the recordings or from the live show, something I read about a lot of stalling issues, but that there were a few yeah, production I mean, there issues was, there was live. A few, yeah, there was a few production issues, and, and I mean, again, it's, uh, you know... Now, did it, that it, translate on the TV? Uh, not that I really picked up on. Uh, maybe a little bit here and there, but it, it was... You know, it it just seemed kind of maybe a little glitchy, but I mean, again, it's Destination America's first time, you know, producing sure. wrestling. You know, it it, it you know, the, again, it wasn't anything that I went, ah, oh, damn it, you know, this is second rate bullshit. Um, I'm definitely going to tune in again next week. Again, I'm to DVR it because uh, Friday nights, you know, I'm out uh, out with my wife and stuff, so I'm not uh, sitting home watching wrestling on a Friday night, but. Um, so they're uh, moving it to a Friday night. Yeah, starting next week, they're they're on Friday nights, and that's okay. why SmackDown's moving to Thursday, and then NXT is moving to Wednesday. So uh, it's kind of the it's kind of a, a shift in in programming for the for the wrestling fan. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not you know again I'm not, I'm like you I'm not gonna say you know I I watch the show and I'm not gonna say that TNA is back, but um, you know I'm I'm intrigued by what TNA is doing. Um, no, Ryan good, Rick- and it's good. It's good for the wrestling business. Ultimately, it is. Yeah. Uh, real quick here, and uh, uh, kind of the last bit of news I have, uh, Daniel Bryan, of course, after coming off making his uh, announcement that he is returning uh, to the ring at the Royal Rumble, is expected to be at the Performance Center in Orlando this week to work out and um, you know get some in-ring work. Um, he's not going to be in the – he's not going to wrestle on TV until the Royal Rumble, but he's now being advertised to face Kane at a WWE live event on January 17th. Uh, he's been added to live events in Abilene, Texas, and San Antonio, Texas uh, that weekend. He's also been added to live events in New Mexico and Colorado the last weekend of January uh, to face uh, Luke Harper. Um, and he's also being advertised for February 14th live event in Tampa and 5th, February 15th in Fort Myers. Um, uh, so, that, you know, that's a intriguing sign that he's getting back into the ring. Uh, and, and he spoke with uh, a newspaper um, about uh, a potential match with Brock Lesnar. He said, Brock Lesnar is supposed to be a Monday show. And to me, that's still my championship. My dream match for WrestleMania this year is if Brock Lesnar keeps the title and I win the Royal Rumble, I wrestle Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania 31 for the championship. That's the match I want. That's the match I've been thinking about this entire time I've been injured. Um, the, this, you can find it on uh, pwmania.com. There's a little bit more from the uh, excerpt and interview from, for Daniel Bryan. But it's a good sign that he's coming back, and I know people are already panicking uh, if, he's, if they're saying he's going to work with Brock Lesnar. But uh, I think I was talking to you about it uh, uh, during the week that uh, a lot of guys have said that when they, you know, when I listen to the podcast with, uh, Jim Ross or um, yeah, or Steve Austin, and they talked about working with Brock Lesnar. They said because he is he's an amateur, you know, amateur wrestling background, and um, and he has, uh, you know, he's so big, he's so in control of what he does, and he's so good at what he does that he's actually one of the more safe guys in the ring. What happened with the Undertaker last year is an isolated incident, um, and unfortunately that can happen, but. Um, they say Brock Lesnar is actually one of the best guys to work with, and I'd much rather see Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, than Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. 
Jim, yeah, anybody. But uh, but Roman Reigns were at this point. Um, and in WWE Universe, we did it last year. Uh, with, with, and I'm not saying, you know, to crap on Roman Reigns. I just don't think he's ready. That's what it comes down to. I don't think he's ready. I think out of the shield, he is the least ready coming out of that three-man faction. You know, so for the WWE to be kind of, you know, stuck on him right now, it still kind of blows me away. But anybody but Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania, I'd be fine with. And Jim, you know, we go back to our phone call we took earlier today. You know, all three of us had said, you know, we'd really like to see Daniel Bryan do it. You know, I, I think the guy's name was, was Jack. You know, Jack yeah. and myself said, you know, hopefully we're loud enough, and it does, and it is Daniel Bryan. Um, you said you still think it could be Roman Reigns. So who knows? Uh, I'd love for that to happen. Um, I saw people kind of posting about this as well, you know, saying, great, let's go, let's get him hurt in the house show again. Now, these guys are professionals. To, to assume that he's going to wrestle, I mean, here's the deal. It could happen. It could happen the, the, the very first match back. Daniel Bryan could slip and do something stupid. It could happen to anybody. It could happen right. to the Miz. I mean, look at, look at Austin breaking his neck. It was not intentional. You know, it's a dangerous thing. That's why we do not, get to, do not try these at home. You know, it's professional wrestling. It's not two-hand touch. You know, injuries happen. So the guy's got to get back in the ring sometime. Quit being greedy and bitching that it's, it's at a house show and not, you know, on, on your terms. I'd rather him knock off the ring rust at a couple house shows and show up at the Rumble and then put on a phenomenal match than look shitty at the Royal Rumble because he hasn't knocked that ring rust off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, he's got to get back to work. You know, that's the thing. And, and like, you, you hit the nail on the head, man, is, is um, you know, these guys are professionals. And, and, and no matter what you do, no matter what industry you're in, you could work in there for one year, you could work in there for 10 years, you could work there for 40 years. You know, and your last day of your 40th year, you could have an accident. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've already been hurt, if you've never been hurt. You know, accidents happen, and you know, in 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 a business like that, it can it can sometimes be unavoidable. But you know, Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared. They are not going to to clear. Uh, they're not going to clear Daniel Bryan unless he can come back and wrestle a schedule. They would not. You know, he wouldn't have been out for this long. And then brought back to not work a schedule and to not put an ass every 18 inches. It's just not going to happen. So let him go out there. Let him be in control of his body. He's an adult. You know, he's, 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 a, he's a, I know he's a small guy, but he's a big boy. You know, he, he, he can handle himself. He's been in the business. He knows what it takes. And, and you just, you have to let it happen. You just have to let it happen. You you can't you can't baby him. You can't you know if if he was if, if he was scared he wouldn't be coming back. If he wasn't ready he wouldn't be coming back. But he is and and, and we should let it happen because it's going to be good. Dude, I agree. I mean, you know, he's gotta he's gotta come back and work a match. 
before the Rumble. So it might as well be at a house show early enough that that if you think it's necessary to move a storyline along, you can throw them on a Raw match heading into the Rumble or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ryan, uh, five minutes left here. Um, I know sometimes you have, like, birthdays or little quick hits. Um, You got anything tonight, or are we closing up? Jim, I I usually do have something, and I honestly – the night's actually planned out the way I thought it would uh, with us getting off off a topic and everything like that. So um, I don't have any birthdays or anything lined up um, for you today, unfortunately. Birthdays, you can always check them out. We try to post them every day on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. All three of us run these sites, even the Twitter site, at 3CountThursday. Me, Big Jim, Matt, our stat guy, we all have access to them. Um, We're we're all posting, you know, constantly on there trying to make it the best best show possible for you guys. So, uh, birthdays, things like that, you can always find up on the the Facebook page, facebook.com slash three count Thursday. And if I miss a day, it's my fault. I do apologize. I usually try to do the birthdays. All right, Ryan, very good. Uh, also, let them know uh, where they can find you on uh, on Twitter uh, personally. Oh, that's a, that's a great point, Big Jim. Uh, you can reach me, myself, uh, at R-Y-N Eagle, at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. Uh, and you can find the show at three count Thursday. Again, it's the number three count Thursday. Find us on Facebook again, facebook.com slash three count Thursday. Big Jim, pleasure has been mine today. Love talking wrestling with you every single Thursday night. Again, I'm already excited to see how next week's show is going to turn out. Being so heel heavy today, how next week's we're all going to turn out and what we can talk about next Thursday night. Absolutely. Very good, buddy. Have a good weekend. Jim, take it easy, fellow. I see you, bud. And uh, again, uh, at Three Count Thursday, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday, and Instagram, Instagram uh, at Three Count Thursday. You can find our stack guy, Matt, at th- the number three, CTA Philly, and the number eight. So a Three Count affiliate is, uh, is where you can find him. Uh, we've been retweeting and retweeting him uh, throughout the night. So, um, you know, if you, if you can't remember the account, Follow him there. Our, our stack guy, Matt, uh, is there. You can find me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports, Facebook.com slash Big Jim Sports. And again, our show is at Three Count Thursday, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday. We're here each and every week, Thursday nights, 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NGSCSports.com, channel number two. That's important. There's two, there's two players there. Make sure you go to channel two. Uh, but check out all the shows on channels one and two. We have a full network, a lot of exciting things coming uh, here in, in 2015. Uh, for this show, there should be some exciting stuff uh, coming in, in, in this year as well. Uh, we hope to have some guests on. Uh, there's a, a local referee, actually my brother's neighbor, uh, we hope to have on in the, in the, in the next coming weeks uh, to talk about his career as an independent referee, uh, also with in some upcoming shows that he has as we've been trying to uh, plug some independence here as well. So uh, stay tuned for all of it. Uh, Stay tuned to our social media for all of that. Uh, And make sure you uh, link up to NGSDSports.com. You know, bookmark it. Make sure you check back often for each and every one of our great shows. Everyone have a great week. It's been a great show. Stay, you know, there's a lot of cold weather. There's a lot of snow out there. Be safe. 
be smart. Uh, make sure that you uh, uh, stay safe wherever you are, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you again next week here on Three Count Thursday. As always, go for the pin. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.